This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap for Monday, the 19th of December 2022. Coming up, we're going to be reading through more of your emails. And is it time for Elon to go? Well, the latest poll says yes. Hmm. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest, how are you? Hello, Stephen Scott, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Third coffee in, not hitting the spot, so I don't know what to tell you. Ah, well, I've had two pea and ham soups with chilli oil, so I'm feeling great. Chilli oil? Well, that's my version of caffeine, you know, I don't like coffee, really. So, uh, yeah, a bit of chilli makes me cry, makes your nose run, makes you feel like a man. Okay. That's not what coffee does. <laughs> coffee does other stuff, which doesn't make no. you feel like a man at all. It makes you feel like you want to cry in a corner. <laughs> like a man. Perhaps it wasn't coffee I tried before then. Okay, sorry. I don't think it was. No, I think, I think we need to get you into coffee. Do you know, honestly, it was because when I worked uh, at this office at the RNIB years ago, they, they had a cafe open up in the building. And that was it. And that I had never really got into the whole latte or coffee or oh, any of that stuff. It's just habit, isn't it? When oh, you go it did. in. Yeah. Well, it became a social thing because it's like, oh, I'll just go for a coffee, you know, mm-hmm. and you just go down. And yeah. suddenly I'm hooked. And then, of course, I get hooked on the coffee and I'm like, you know, scratching at the door if I don't get my coffee, you know. Oh, coffee um, with a spirit, isn't it? I beg your pardon? Uh, it's a coffee with a spirit, I believe they have now. Coffee with a spurt? Yeah, you have a spirit of hazelnut syrup. Oh, or- no, no, oh. no. White sugar. That's it. Okay. Keep it simple. Right. Cool. I'll try it. Thanks. Anyway, we're nearly at Christmas time. Are you happy? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. Sorry. Am I a child? Yes, I am happy. Yes. I, I can't wait. I must say, it's like, you know, you, you, you plod along and it's just, yeah, okay, it's getting colder and winter's here and all that. And yes, you know, the Christmas songs start coming on. And But there comes a point when it suddenly starts to feel like Christmas. And that was a couple of days ago. It's weird. I don't know what it is about it, but suddenly you start, you find yourself humming those Christmas songs as well, and it just feels like Christmas. You've, um, you're normally my north star when it comes to positiveness. Ah, ah, yeah. You, you're the, you're the. If I'm looking for a, a way of being cheered up, you know, I look to my little court jester over there, and you know, I dance know for what, me, Sean. Dance for me. Don't know what to make of that? Yes. <laughs> But you're not dancing very much these days. You're, uh, you're getting a bit. You're getting a bit miserable in your old age, and this is not. This is no use to me. I'm look. I'm, I'm not. I'm, it's not about you. This is no. about me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, my misery is down to you. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. No, no, no. That's about not it. what I'm saying at all. No, I think that's exactly what you How said. Dare you twist my words? That's uh, <sighs> that's other people's jobs. We'll get to the email shortly. Um, so, should Elon Musk step down as head of Twitter? Asks Elon Musk. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's an interesting question. And it was put to people, uh, I think must have been earlier today. And um, anyway, the the poll results have come back. 58%, just roughly 58% of the poll. 17.5 million votes on Twitter for this. Um, And uh, yeah, of that, 57% say yes, he should go. So the question is, will he now go? He says he will abide by the results of the poll. Um, So he says he may go. Now, this is just to give you a little bit of context here. uh, He was seen at the World Cup final. I believe that's something to do with football. And um, way Argentina. Well well done to the winner. Is that who won, wasn't it? Yes. I paid no attention to football. I could not care less. Um, But good good luck to them all, whoever they are. And... um, (laughs) So, whatever. So, yeah, uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, Elon Musk was spotted at the World Cup final with Jared Kushner, who is Donald Trump's son-in-law. He's married to Ivanka Trump. And um, it's Ivanka, isn't it? That's her name. I don't know. When you said it, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel right. No, No. is it Ivana? No, it's not Ivana. Ivana was his wife. No, Ivanka is the daughter, isn't she? And um, anyway, Jared Kushner is the son-in-law. Those two have been seen talking, and there's a suggestion that he may be coming in. So this might be where this is coming from, that essentially if the poll says, yes, get out, he says, ha ha, yes, well, you want to rid of me. Well, here's Jared Kushner to play with. That, that's, um, that's just, that's just blackmail. That's frying pan <laughs> fire, surely. Oh, yes. Um, I, actually, I'm surprised by that. 57% only. I yeah, thought it well, would have been 
far more. So maybe there's some wiggle room for him there to say, well, maybe that's, you know, it's not a majority. I, I don't know. I think he wants out. I think he just wants out, to be perfectly I think honest. That, that Dave Chappelle appearance that he did when he went on stage with Dave Chappelle recently and the amount of booze, and he looked so dejected, apparently, <laughs> stood on that stage. He was, quite frankly, it seemed like shocked at the response. Um, because let's not forget, Elon has been the, you know, the poster child since Tesla. You know, this, this man's a genius and he's changing the world and these cars are so sexy and everything's changing. SpaceX. Yes, SpaceX as well, exactly. Yeah. And it's only now that the tide has really turned on him. So, I, I, yeah, maybe he is looking for a way out. Yeah, but you know what? Geniuses, even geniuses make mistakes. And I think Twitter was a massive mistake for him. I think it was a one. huge ego boost. And um, I, I don't think it did anything for him, to be perfectly honest. I think he should have stuck with SpaceX and Tesla. Um, yeah, oh, I think he's probably thinking the same right now. <laughs> well, especially considering the fact he's he's put a lot of money into that, a lot of money, forty four billion. I mean, you think how much money that is? Mm. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I can't, I can't even no, imagine it. Of course, we can. Um, but yeah, so who knows what the future holds? I mean, as we speak, it could be that you know Elon's emptying his desk and taking his kitchen sink back out the door. Um, or, yeah, who knows? That. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was weird. He should, he should leave like that's how he should leave. He should put all his belongings into that sink and just head out. Yeah, exactly. That would be hilarious. <laughs> It'd be a good photo op. It just seem appropriate, really. But yeah, so we'll see what happens with it. Um, so as you know, uh, Greg in Pennsylvania wasn't happy with us on Friday's show. We had the email, and you know, since then I've had two more emails from Greg. I'm not going to play them in, Greg. It's not because I don't want to play in your your emails. It's nothing to do with that. It's just purely because you're repeating and have repeated what you've said, reinforced, I guess, what you were saying on Friday, which is that we are talking too much about this and not about other stuff. Um, So, uh, you know, and the last email, you know, he suggested we were just talking garbage. And I thought, okay, all right. I get where you're you're going here, Greg. I get the point. Um, You're welcome to your viewpoint. Absolutely welcome to it. Um, but I'm also welcome to disagree. And I do disagree with you. I think we're talking about stuff that's relevant to all of us. And, you know, as blind people, we are not a one homogenous group. We're also not just interested in stuff with the word blind in it. At least I'm not. I am. Well, you know, I, I'm into a bit of it, but not, you know, not all the time. <laughs> you know, if we someone here talking about cars, you know, would that be okay? Of course it would. No. Why not? You know, I can't drive a car. doesn't I mean I'm not interested in them. So, that's where I'm at. Um, but anyway, other people have been in touch following Greg's email. And the, the irony about this is, everyone who's written in to comment on this is called Greg. So I'm getting really mixed up with oh. all my Gregs. Wow. So, let's the start The army with, of Gregs have spoken. Yeah. It's like there's a, there's a convention of Gregs somewhere, <laughs> all kind of getting together, making, uh, making decisions on the future of the show. Maybe that's how we rule the show. We have a Greg panel. Yeah, I think so. Let's go to work. the Greg panel right now. We've, we've got get... our own Greg David at AMI. Hi, Greg. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he could be on the panel as well. I think he'll be on our side. I'm just guessing. Oh, yeah. Um, but let's see. But anyway, let's hear what uh, Greg number one has to say. <laughs> Hello, Double Tappers. Wanted to make a couple of comments about what Greg from Pennsylvania said in his email that you read on Friday's episode. First, you all have covered just about every new accessibility-related topic from this year, The fact is that there has not been any real wow moments for a couple of years now. Most of it has been a lot of refinements of already existing products and screen readers. Secondly, Twitter is extremely relevant to those of us in the disability community. There are lots of things Twitter has brought us. It has given us a way to keep up with the news in real time, just like our sighted peers. It has also given us a way to communicate with developers of apps when the accessibility is not working. So yes, Twitter is very relevant to our community. Hashtag friend of double tap. This includes Stephen, Sean, and we will even throw in Mark so he does not feel left out. Thanks, Greg from Ohio. So Greg from Ohio is on our side. Okay, I'm nervous now because that feels like it's one in. Now we're going to get absolutely trashed yes. in a second. Oh no. Okay. Um, okay. Let's let's see what you, the Greg. other Greg has to say. This is Greg from Phoenix. Stephen oh. and Sean, just wanted to let you know that another Greg from the states thinks you guys are doing things right. Keep doing your show as you are. I enjoy it lots. Oftentimes, my wife has caught me smiling when I'm listening to your show with my earbuds in. She asks why I have a goofy smile on my face, and I tell her that the guys from Double Tap have me laughing. I also learn a bit about tech. 
What could be better? <laughs> Greg from Phoenix. A bit. Yeah. Had to put the. <laughs> Look, <laughs> if you want to listen to an instruction manual, go listen to something else. All right. This is not that kind of show. <sighs> this is a radio yeah. show, and it's we try point. and bring yes. you uh, the news of the day. And when we moved to this new format, we we did change things up a little bit. And I think it's just a case of the show is evolving a little bit. And you know, if you're kind of wanting to go back to the old you know format, then well, this maybe isn't your show because that's not what we're going to do. This is about bringing you the latest. It's about bringing you what's going on. And, you know, Greg said in his emails over the weekend, um, you know, we didn't cover smart glance. We haven't talked about, you know, Envision. We haven't talked about ARX. These are things he said before. You know, on smart glance, look, we had Matt Ater on. He gave us a full description of it and how it worked. I do want to actually do a demo of it at some point because I'm quite intrigued in how it does work. I haven't really had an opportunity to try it yet, although I do have some ideas where we could, we, we could try it. That will come. It'll all come. Um, as for Envision, I think we talked about it more than we've talked about Twitter in the last year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I, I think we can talk about Envision no more unless we have something new to talk about. And, you know, ARX you've talked about. And, you know, yes. And, and you know, just to be completely transparent about it, you know, you have had very negative views on it since you've tried it. Um, others have, you know, not come forward to talk about it yet so once we get people coming on if you if you want to defend it or you want to talk about it if you are a fan of it if you use it come on and talk about it i want to hear all views here on this show this is not the one true opinion show i don't know how many times i can say this this is not the one true opinion show i know there are shows out there in the ether not here on ami audio but out there in the ether who want you to just go with the one true opinion that's fine if they want to do that that's up to them here I want to hear different views. We discuss and we debate. You don't just have a view, you chuck it out and then hope for the best. And, you know, just accept it, expect us to just accept it. Because that, again, would suggest we are just a one homogenous group of people and we are not. We have different views. And it may be surprising to learn here on Double Tap, we have different views. Uh, oh, so dear. there you go. Anyway. That was a bit of a speech well done, you. Thank you. I'm like, uh, that there, Obama. Now, is that... Is, <laughs> wow. Is... <laughs> <laughs> now, is that with, it for... Without half the, the charisma. <laughs> I want any of the charisma, actually. Yes, thank you. With any of the... Uh, is that it for the Twitter debate? Oh, what do you mean, end of it? Well, I, I'm just wondering, is there any more emails before I say what I want to say? No, you carry on. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying I, I I agree, obviously, and I disagree with uh, Greg from Pennsylvania to that point, but I think we should just draw a line under it now because, yeah, as you said right at the beginning, Greg has every right to to have his views on this and i don't yes. want it to turn into a you know let's jump on greg even from absolutely. the other gregs no absolutely but, um, yeah absolutely and in I fairness think... they haven't done that no 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 they're just making their point as well but yeah. you know i just yeah i think that's a i've got to yeah, say look this point. is a very respectful place people are very respectful to each other you're welcome to your view but what you're not entitled to is acceptance of that view that's the point i tried to tell people oh. you're welcome to have a view but it will be challenged it has to be, because otherwise I would be doing a disservice to you as a listener and a disservice to me as someone who, you know, is real, you know? I'm not, Are I'm you not real? a cartoon character. I'm not an avatar. <laughs> not yet. Not until the AI properly are, takes over. You are on my phone every time you call me. I get a, a, a really weird, what is it called? A, a, not a mini-me, emoji sort of thing. Yeah, Anime, um, I don't know. Mobile, not what you call it. Um, what's that thing again? Emoji. We, me. <laughs> Wee me, yeah, that's a Scottish uh, avatar, isn't it? A wee me, just a big pair of sunglasses on my screen every time you call. Anyway, carry yeah. on. I actually, I probably am a bit of a cartoon character when you think about it. Um, right, so let's move on. And actually, let's hear an email from Greg, not about Twitter, but actually about something else. And again, I should say these emails are being read to us by the wonderful Laura. Here is uh, Greg from Pennsylvania's email. Hello, Tappers. Even though my days of hiking the Appalachian Trail and climbing Hawk Mountain are behind me, as I'm just getting too old, I did ask Santec Claus for an all-terrain cane. I'm <laughs> so excited to learn that David Epstein is going to be a future guest. And speaking of names for canes, my current cane, Michael, might just get jealous of the new one when it arrives. I would not sweat the end of Soundscape too much, as the open source code is most likely to end up with Soundscape-type functionality appearing in all the blindness-focused navigation apps – Instead of being afraid, I expect good things will come of this. When the new wearable being developed in Canada makes its way, could we please have demonstrations and comparisons of all the smart glasses? Fabulous festivities to you all and all your listeners, Greg and Michael the Cane in Pennsylvania. 
Oh, Michael Caine. Oh, but he just got that. I just got that as well. (laughs) Well done, Greg. That's actually very good. That's Um, very good. Well done, Greg. Yes, well, you'll be pleased to hear that David Epstein is going to be on the show in the new year. Uh, Hopefully, I think first week back, we'll be hearing from... um, from David, which is going to be fantastic. So looking forward to getting him on the show to talk about the all-terrain cane, which is supposed to be you know, one of the world's toughest. Mm. Um, I'll be interested to see what... I, I kind of want to just throw it under a bus to see what happens. Well, I believe uh, the big thing here is it's meant to be leaned on. Is that the proper way to say it? Lent, Lent upon. Lean? Leaned on. But um, yeah. yeah, lean on me. So... If 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 me or you me, lean when on a you're cane, not strong. <laughs> we'll soon find out how strong it is. All right, I'll help better. you carry get to the show. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I suppose well it. done, Greg. Yes, <clears throat> and a comparison. Yes, absolutely. Of smart. No, this one. Yeah, of Celeste. Yeah, I, oh, I must yeah. admit, we are we are talking to Celeste about doing an interview, so we'll be getting that on in the new year as well. And uh, yeah, looking forward to that because that this is an interesting one. It's quite a low cost device, um, but it's kind of promising a lot of the same features that are available on more expensive devices. And you know what? This is what I like. You know, mm-hmm. I, I like that we're starting to get some competition in the space. Um, but again, you know. And I have to say this generally. I do want. I want to say this gen- generally. You know, Genuinely? just because something is made, oh. just because something is made for blind people, and you know, the blind community can benefit from it. As much as I'm all about praise for products, if the product's not great, or the product's not brilliant, or the product's okay, and it costs a lot of money, you know, in our opinion, I think you've got to call it out. You know, I think you've got to say, look, you know what, this it's it's okay, but it could be better. And, you know, if you can explain what that means, and we try to, um, mm-hmm. then I think we should do that. Because, look, if no, no, nobody's out to do anyone down here, right? If you've made a product and it could be improved by doing X or Y, then wouldn't you want to do that? Because then it'll make it brilliant. I mean, yeah, if you sell a 1,000 products and then you get 999 returns and then the next day one return, then, you know, <laughs> that's not great, right? So... You know, I think it's good that there's products coming out, but they do have to be put through their paces. And we do have to, you know, talk about the fact that, you know, if it's not brilliant, uh, and we've seen some really, you know, I've, I've seen some shockers over the years. I remember being given oh. a pair of glasses years ago. I'm talking maybe 10 years ago. And they were yes. supposed to be smart glasses. And my wife said to me that if she saw me wearing these glasses <laughs> and I was on the front page of a newspaper, she wouldn't even need to read, to, even need to read the headline. She, she would know. know You've yeah. done something bad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, well, and that's not great for a product, you know. Yeah, but how did they perform, Stephen? Stop being such a no, fashion victim. Oh, well, that's fine. Uh, fair enough then. Okay, yep. It was one of those projects that just came out and then disappeared, fizzled and gone, you know. The problem is that some of these projects come out and unlike, you know, if you bring out something and it costs $20, you can think, okay, fine. If it's two or three or four thousand dollars, it's like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I want, yeah, you know, exactly. I, I feel as I've said before on the show, we are beta testers for a lot of these companies that are coming out, especially today, especially now. A lot of these companies are bringing out products, and we are, you know, I think about the dot pad, for example, a brilliant device and great that they're moving into the space, but it's a very expensive product. So no one really is going to go out and spend fifteen grand no. on you know a, a device like that just on a whim. You need to be certain that that's going to work for you. Yeah, and I am, you know, that that product I did get my hands on. I thought it was great. I mean, you know, it's a great product. But how many but- people are going to get their hands on that as a, a personal level? It, it is <sighs> going to be many. educational or organisational yes. or employment. Right? That that's it. And you know, in some ways, that's not a bad thing because, of course, you know, it's good that the kids get access to this stuff, but. I don't know. I mean, it's interesting because actually speaking of DotPad, I mean, that was one company that were very keen to try and find other ways to to get the product into the market, you know, and it's hard with Braille, isn't it? Because it's such a specialist that you can't, mm-hmm. you can't mainstream Braille. Really, you have to go the other way, which is to try and create something that's, say, haptic or taptic or can give you the sense of Braille without physical dots. Yeah, and that's, that's, that is the holy Braille that people keep talking about. Oh, holy Braille. That's oh, the holy Braille. Good. Well done. It doesn't exist yet, unfortunately. Anyway, um, shall we move on? Please. Uh, We've got a voicemail from Felix. Hi, Double Tappers. This is Felix once again. And um, I'm going to leave one final thing on this. 
regarding oh. um, the internet passport or identity. Um, oh, maybe I may have misunderstood what you exactly meant, Sean. Um, uh, so I do see why it would be useful. But even okay. now, I don't think it's even necessary because the technology mm. to find these trollers and people who treat people badly online is uh, is available right now. Um, without going into a massive IT or scientific thing, is that each time you go online, unless you're someone who's really paranoid about what you post online, um, and use stuff like proxies and, and, and you know and other servers, every every time you go online, you leave a digital footprint. When you leave that digital footprint is, is called um, an IP address or an IP ping. You each time it's like. For people who are not technically uh, knowledgeable, it's like sending a post, in, uh, sending a letter in the post. When you send that letter in the post, you use a stamp. That stamp and address goes to that particular person. That um, that letter can be um, can be narrowed down uh, through using um, geo, you know, geo technology, or in this case, working out where the person sent the letter from. So it was a sudden touchless box in let's say, uh, I don't know, in let's say Toronto, Canada, and it was sent to let's say New York, um, America, right? So once you narrow it down to Canada or Toronto, then it's a case of working out which post box in Canada it was sent. The internet works the exact same way. And this was used, um, this, this, you know, this type of uh, geolocation and tracking it down was used in a, in a documentary not so long ago, maybe maybe it was about 10 years ago, actually, where internet um, or celebrities were trolled online and they used um, they used the programs, you know, IT boffins, for one for a better phrase, uh, to locate these people. And it was really easy because all you do is you just, like, a, you find, you locate the IP address. The IP address connects to a specific internet or connects to a specific server, when I po when I hit send on that post, that post is then sent online and is is then verified. The, the your computer has to speak to the website and the server for your for the post to be to be um, published on that on Facebook or Twitter, for example. So by using that technology, you can work out in the location of where that IP address came from and the servers it went through to be sent online. Once you do that, it's a case of then finding out. Where the person's where the person lives, and their personal Wi-Fi because your personal Wi-Fi has an, an SSID. So it's you know that technology is there right now. So um, um, whilst that I, I don't know if what you're suggesting would actually be used in that in the same sort of channels or slightly differently, but I still feel like it wouldn't it would still cause more harm than good. However. I do agree with you that people should be accountable for what they post. But, yes, I hope that all made sense. Um, and I hope I didn't um, bore everyone with the whole scientific explanation on how uh, data is sent and received. Right. <laughs> Good night, all. And um, I look forward to tomorrow's episode. <laughs> and this is going to be well, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah, thank you, Felix. Bed, hashtag uh, God bless yeah. Mr. F. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag Sean the Shed as well. There That's you go. Yeah. Yes. Bye. Oh, wow. Thank you, Felix. How many, how many hashtags do we own? <laughs> do we have to we pay for these? None. But right. wow. Okay, yeah. IP address, MAC address, basically that's the only two things you need to identify the the uh, location of someone and the device they're using. I absolutely agree. The thing is... Um, how many times is that actually used? Unless there's a, 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 a significant crime. Did I ever tell you, Stephen, that someone stole my Amazon Echo? And I, have I told that story? Of course I have, a thousand times. Amazon had the address of who uh, was using my Echo, the stolen Echo. Right now they had the address, it had been set up again, they knew exactly where it was. The police weren't interested in trying to get that information because it's such a long-winded process. It's exactly the same for all the trolls. Yes, if you're a celebrity and you're being stalked and maybe some more serious crimes, there is a way to locate people unless they're using VPNs and things like that. But 
for the vast majority of you know someone calling you whatever or sending you an inappropriate picture a thousand times a day, the police probably aren't going to be interested and use those tools to actually track people down. That's what I'm saying. If you got to, if you can only use one account and it's got your name on it, you're going to be more careful than what you're going to what you're going to post. So yeah, yeah. Well, it is one of the problems, of course, with you know. Everyone wants laws, and laws are great, but you have to enforce said laws. And that can be the challenge when you barely have a functioning police service, you know, because yes. you know, there's, hey, there's not enough people. It's UK and, only, right? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, well... I don't think so. The, 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 the stretch on resources would be huge to exactly. try and locate every single... Anyway. I mean, I know that yes. in the UK they're looking at an online safety bill at the moment, which has been tossed back and forward, and, and you know, whether or not this will even come in. It would be one of the first laws in the world that would start to clamp down on on the way people behave online. But you know, a lot of people are nervous about it because they think that... And, you know, it, it's interesting because rightly I think... Rightly so. Well, rightly so, but then equally it's what you're wanting, right? You want accountability, you want oh, someone... Oh, absolutely, you know, you but don't control. get me wrong. Not, not for one second do I think it would ever be implemented. I mean, this is this is something I feel would, would be great, but I don't think for one second it would be implemented. mm Okay. Look, stick around. More to come. More of your comments. Lots of comments to come. This is Double Tap. Can't get enough Double Tap? Subscribe to the podcast and get your fill of Double Tap every day. Visit DoubleTapOnAir.com and follow us now. We'll be right back. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Double Tap. Stephen and Sean with you today. And uh, we're in the holiday spirit by shouting at each other. I love it. Happy um, Christmas! <laughs> it's just like real life. <laughs> Get your friends around, you shout at each other, everyone leaves, and you've eaten too much. That's kind of us. Yes, and there's yeah. a faint smell of cabbage. Gorgeous! Yeah, that, that does... <laughs> well, not yeah. in here, there's not. No. Oh, sorry, it's just my shed. Just sorry. you, I think, yeah. <laughs> Cabbage. Well, wow. uh, Right, let's get a voicemail in from Eleanor, friend of the show, Eleanor. Hashtag Eleanor, that's what I say. Let's get a hashtag going for Eleanor. Um, let's see what you've got to say today. Hi, guys, it's Eleanor. I, I just thought said that. I'd give you my thoughts on Braille from the perspective of someone who learned as a child at school. Oh. My mum learned Braille by sight, and as I gradually picked up the contractions in grade two. She wrote out little poems and stories to encourage me. I've still got them. When I was able to start reading books, she joined me to the Braille Library and without telling me that my first book had arrived, she started reading it to me from the print copy. When we reached the most exciting part. She handed me the Braille volume and said, if you want to know what happens next, find out for yourself. (laughs) Needless to say, I never looked back. For me, there's nothing better than getting lost in a good book. Braille is incredibly useful. Over the years, I made Braille labels for my records cassettes and CDs. You don't have to be able to read The Lord of the Rings to love Braille. Before I go, I heard this one on another podcast. How dare you? What's the scariest thing you can read in Braille? Don't touch. Have a good (laughs) new year and keep on doing what you're doing. God bless you, Mr. F. Bye. <laughs> That's catching on. Oh, <sighs> dear. And you do need to get Mr. F on here. I think I think one of our... I actually think, if I'm honest with you, Mr. F is fed up being the, the, the you know, man in the tower, mm, you know, mm, watching yeah. down on us little people, you know, scrambling around looking for crumbs of what's left of Kelly and Ramia's show to oh, put on air. It. No, um, I think he, no. Yeah, I, I he think he's, he's. I think he's. He's enjoying that part of it, but he would like to be amongst us. Uh, okay, to visit visit us, the common people. I yeah. don't think so. No, that's I not do. his style. You don't think so? No, no. Okay. And now I'm very careful about what I'm going to say. God bless you, Mister. <laughs> <Ed. laughs> 
Move on, Eleanor. Thank you so much. Happy Christmas to you. Yeah, happy Christmas to you, Eleanor. What a lovely story. And, you know, it's nice to hear people talk about their experiences like this. You know, we're going to be getting into this in a bit more detail in the new year, of course, because the 4th of January is World Braille Day. Oh, yeah, I'm um, I'm going to start um, banging away at some, you know, Perkins Brailers just for fun. I'm going to steal the <gasps> um, the Orbit, uh, what's it called? Oh, no, I've forgotten what it's called. Oh, the oh, no. uh, Orbit Reader. The Orbit Reader. I'm going to steal it. From my called? partner because yeah. she's not using it enough. She said she yeah. wanted to learn, but you know what? She's not. I'm going to steal it and I'm going to have a good go at that. Uh, that's the, my New Year resolution. Are you actually going to learn some braille? Uh, well, I'm going to I'm going to grab that thing and see if I can figure out. Is, is that a good way to do it? Really? I still got a Curious George book I got from uh, an online store that's in braille. I could just start with that, I suppose. Well, yeah, I actually got there was there was a before I left RNIB. This is going to sound terrible, but uh, I, <laughs> before I left RNIB, there was a whole pile of books that came in. No one wanted them, so I took them. Well, they because, didn't get a chance. Well, yeah, because you know they handed them to me. Uh, but no, it was these books that came. In. It was like three braille books, and they were just I don't know if they're I don't know what kind of books they are. What? Please, please what? sign here, Mister Scott. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want some. <laughs> I asked around. Nobody else read Braille. Yeah. I said, well, I will take them because I was learning at that point. <laughs> Nobody in the RNIB. <laughs> Nobody in the RNIB was reading Braille. Nobody reads it. Nobody reads Braille. This is the problem. You see, I, I, had, to, what... I had to steam forward with that. Uh, still, yeah. I loved what Eleanor yeah. said there, though, about you don't have to read you know, Lord of the Rings to, to love no. Braille. That, this, the labelling thing is, she's absolutely right. Well, listen, I remember when I started talking about Braille in the old show, and people used to write in and say, you're a disgrace because you're... I mean, most people just wrote that and, and that changed. was it. No, exactly, no, nothing new, I guess. But people used to write into me and say, it's a disgrace you're saying this because, you know, you're, you're basically doing down Braille. You should be talking it up as a means for literacy. And I'm like, well, I am, but I can't... At my age, it is not going to apply the same way that it would for a child who is learning and growing up and who will have a career, not on the back of Braille, but certainly... Will be it will be enhanced by having Braille in their lives. You know they'll have better chance at education. Oh, I yeah. know if I had I know for a fact if I had been born completely blind and I had learned Braille at school and gone on and did all my you know education that way, I would have had a much better a education and b career. Nothing wrong with this career, by the way. I'm quite happy with what I'm doing. But I <laughs> know for a fact that I could God have bless become you, Mr. F. a no, no. But I could have become a lawyer. I could have become a, an accountant. You know, I could have. Done been a contender, those, yeah. I know exactly. Well, exactly, because I'd have more chance of those kind of jobs. <laughs> but the, but I no way was that going to happen. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I think that you know, growing up, when I, when I actually look back at it, when I think back to my education, I think you know, I, I always just to joke about bluffing it, and I used to think yeah, I was just a bluffer. Really, I just got through it. You know, yes. just just managed it, and that was it, and no more. But the truth is that it wasn't really that I was. Bluffing it is that I couldn't do it because I wasn't able to read, or no, at least absolutely. read long passages. So if they wanted me to read a book, for example, I couldn't do it. Yes, not with your A4 size magnifier, you couldn't do it, you, or my A3 printed, you know, <laughs> enlarged book, which was basically just the same size of book in A3 form. Yes, a duvet. Yeah, but but they were seeing it as oh, it's bigger. Yeah, but it was only bigger because the paper was bigger. But that doesn't make it bigger. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was just that kind of nonsense I was I think you're right. I, I think we can emphasise how important it is to teach everyone with a visual impairment Braille. You don't have to be blind from birth to learn Braille. But it is interesting, it, right? In the last in the last year, or certainly maybe even two years, you could argue maybe a bit longer with some organisations. I think of the Braillists Foundation in the UK that I think have really been very you know out there in terms of promoting, and not only them, but Hadley Institute in the States as well. Yeah. I know CNIB do a lot of work, but that tends to focus around education and children, as it should. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, in terms of in terms of actually using Braille for leisure or for, you know, writing notes and, and, you know, basically just helping you around the home and doing little things and be able to read Braille when you're out and about, that stuff is vital. I think if you're, if you're losing sight later in life, I know that I could really benefit from it all the time. The problem I find is... It's it's the applications sometimes, you know. So, for example, one of the examples is we we use a lot and we talk about a lot, and others who've been on the show talking about it have said is you know label plugs or label this or label that. But in reality, in my home, I know what everything is. You know, I set it up. 
Yeah. So there's those kind of applications are not as necessary. Um, so that's the problem that because I'm not using it every day, which is where the reading is actually quite good. Because if you can get a book and just every so often even just read a page, you know, you will pick up the pace a little bit and you'll start to at least remember and use it. You have to do that. I think you've got to do something. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily every day. I know they say do it every day, but no, not everyone can do You've got to dive that. into it, though, haven't you? Otherwise, you, you do. You just, yeah. you, it just drifts away from well, you. Well, look, maybe next year, right? Okay, look, January, let's make a New Year's resolution and for once actually stick to it. That you and like, I actually spend some time on this. Well, okay, I'll try. That's all I can do. We've got I the kit try. there. Well, not not yet. I will, I will try and steal it. There's no guarantees, but yes. <laughs> Good luck. I know. <laughs> uh, let's move on. <laughs> Because Danny's got in touch and sent us in this voicemail. Hello, Stephen and Son. Um, this is Danny calling from Toronto. And I have two questions mm. I'd like to ask Son and, and Stephen. If possible, you could um, share with me how you do it. Now, I, am I correct, Son? Stephen, you are able to use the iPhone app iMovie to do some editing of the movie. Um, I am totally blind. I'm interested to learn how to do it. So if you ever have time, whenever you have time, can you give us a quick um, demo on how you would do it? That's question number one. And question number two, now I do hold uh, meetings myself, so I'm wondering how you do it when you're holding meeting. Now, how to measure or check uh, one would be the end, like the time is up so that you don't, you don't run over time. As for me, I, I could have a calendar to tell me when the meeting going to begin, but normally I find it a little bit challenging to check my times um, to find out how many minutes left for my meeting without and and check my uh, my iPhone or my iWatch and have um, voice over the without the time for me. So I just wonder, is that a te- is that a method you use so that you'll be discreetly um, to um, to see how long, how much longer you have for the meeting so those are my two questions and i hope you could share with me and thank you and really enjoy your show bye-bye oh thank you danny appreciate the comments um and the questions so well, a couple of questions in there uh in regards to editing movies now that's a great question iMovie is accessible on the iphone it's not the way i do it though i actually use final cut pro i can use iMovie as well on the mac um and actually funnily enough just it's, it's such a, a timely question because I've been in touch with someone who is totally blind, who is editing their own content for online purposes. Um, you know, they, they stream online, they do a lot of stuff uh, online, they make you know YouTube videos and all that. So you know, and and he's doing it mostly uh, on his own. So I have been I've reached out to him and I've asked him to come on the show and talk us through this. So we'll get him on. And uh, we will do that. And he's also produced a video online. So we'll, we'll point to that as well in the coming weeks as well. Um, because he talks through the whole process of how he edits video. Um, so I think that'd be really useful to people. So that's the first thing. Um, and then, you know, in terms of meetings. Okay, so there's a couple of things to think about here. I mean, and I don't want to assume, so I'm just going to say this, Danny. But, you know, when it comes to meetings, I'm thinking about things like, you know, I use JAWS, obviously, on the computer or, you know, voiceover on the Mac. And when I'm doing a meeting, I'm always on a computer. I'd rather do it on a computer than on a phone. It's just a personal choice for me because of the fact that, you know, for example, if I'm doing a meeting on Microsoft Teams, it's got some nice little features in there. So, for example, it has got the ability to tell you you've got five minutes left in a meeting. That can be invaluable because at least it gives you a bit of a a prompt as to when you're coming to the end of that meeting. That can be really useful. Obviously, you can check the time as well. You're wearing a headset. You can action voiceover. They won't hear voiceover or or JAWS in that case. So you're not going to have to worry about them hearing it. You can discreetly get the information. Um, I'm not sure if you would be using a Braille display. Braille displays can be really useful for that because, of course, they can give you time updates and you can get information that way. Um on the Apple Watch front, though, Sean, I'm just intrigued because there are probably things you can do like silent alarms, haptic alarms. Um, I've even heard apps, I think, that kind of almost, it's like a lap, isn't it? It kind of goes through the process of, say, you set an, a timer for an hour and you say, you know, I want a timer with, you know, 50 minutes, 55 minutes, 60 minutes. I think that kind of thing exists, right? Yeah, there must be something out there. There are timers, of course, Apple Watch and, and, and iPhone. It, it, it's the discrete 
Well, they can be silent. I mean, you could, you could can, silence can, the, the regular alarm, can you? You've got the haptic. Of course, you can just get the time in it by haptics on the Apple Watch as well, can't you? Mm. Um, is it, I can't remember how to do it now. When, the, when the, the Apple Watch is locked, you tap it with two fingers, I think, and it will give you the time in that vibration format. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I can't stand it personally, but I, I know I, some people like it. Well, I mean, if you need to know the time without you know, discreetly, then that really it's is the a way good to way. But yeah. I, I mean, it seems to me, quite frankly, you just need it a way to listen to the time without it being passed through to the meeting. Uh, I mean, that's only the, the way you can do it, isn't it? And depending on your meeting platform as well, maybe there's a script for Zoom out there that can tell you your current meeting time, for example. I'm not sure because um, it's some, something that I personally I never worry about so <laughs> I, I haven't looked into <laughs> Is that because uh, when you're on meetings with me I just tell you to you know like, that's it we're done That's it we're done exactly right yeah so um, but yes like you said with a headset you know you can hear your voiceover so you can just get voiceover to tell you the time without it being sent through to the meeting um, but other than that yeah I, I like the braille display um answer though Stephen I did forget about that but you're well, absolutely do you know right. the thing the thing that I was thinking about was it, it never occurred to me until recently because I used to have a problem when I was on air when I was live on the radio I used to have a problem of getting the time you you would have to to get to the news on time you had to hit this button at a certain time at an exact second and I always used to think how can I find out what the time is to that second and I, the Apple Watch could do it to some degree but it wasn't perfect because you had to keep tapping it and you'd sometimes just have to hear the time but by the time yes. it's read the time yeah, including the seconds, right, yeah. it, you've missed it. So I actually, a friend of mine said, if you have a Braille display, you can have the minutes, the, all the hours, the minutes, and the seconds. So you can just read it that way. And I thought, that's ingenious, because you're getting that information quietly. And I should say it was a talk show, right? So you didn't have the chance to have someone tell you. You had to, you know, you were talking at the time. So to know yeah. when to hit the button, you would need to know the time. And then you'd know you get to 43 seconds, hit the button. And... um that was the way it worked. So, you know, but look, let's put this out to people because I'm sure there's people out there who are on meetings all the time. And, you know, lots of us in our, in our world tend to come up with amazing solutions to things. Just on the headset point, this is not relevant to your question, Danny, but it's, I think, good to know because I was looking for something like this the other day and I found it. It's a, a headset. Now, it's Logitech Zone. I think it's Zone is the name of the product. And it's a headset. They've got lots of different headsets from Logitech, but the Zone ones are a little bit more expensive, around about $100, $150. But the thing is that it has got a fantastic feature in it, which is flip to mute. So you know how you've got the little pop-out uh, boom microphone on these headsets? Oh, right. You can flip it up and that mutes the audio. Sorry, it mutes the, the microphone. Yeah. And that is really powerful because first off, you know, I mean, it will often sometimes tell you in the headset as well, I tried this with Jabra and I tried it with Plantronics. Had a few issues at the time because there were some issues with JAWS. And uh, I remember, for example, if I got a Teams call, I would join the Teams call and then my JAWS would just be silent because it wouldn't speak. Yeah, something I don't think that's it. an issue anymore now. That was I think that was a Windows 10 thing. problem. I think well, that was a Windows 10 problem. Yeah, it seems to be solved in 11. Device. Yeah. Yes, that's right. So, um, yeah, but I just thought I'd mention it because I was looking into it and... Um, they were on sale the other day, but I realised the last thing I need is any more headsets, so I've decided against buying it. But um, <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, hope that helps, Danny. But do get in touch with uh, you know your thoughts on this feedback at doubletaponair.com. Let's help Danny out. You know what's the best tips for managing your time in meetings? That's a great question, Danny. Uh, right, let's go to another question um, now. This email comes from ET, according to Laura. Um, and it's what? kind of amusing when we understand, or we, we <laughs> let's just listen to the email and you'll get what I mean. Hello, Stephen, Sean, Mark, and all double tappers. My name is Eric Thornley, and I am a long time listener, first time emailer. I love the show, it's my favourite blind tech program. I Aww. am a blind sailor. I often sail my canoe alone on my local lake, and I have been using Soundscape to set waypoints and routes to help me find Aww. my way to where I need to go and get myself back home again. With the demise of Soundscape imminent, I am wondering if the new Apple Watch Compass app could provide the same functionality that I require, that is, to be able to set and follow routes, waypoints, etc. Could you possibly do a demonstration of the Compass app on the Apple Watch Ultra? Thanks for your consideration. Blessings, E.T. <laughs> E.T. E.T. wants to get home. Um... <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I've been waiting all day good. to say that. Oh, I've been, that honestly, that's been building up in me all day. <laughs> but your name is Eric. It's Eric Thornley. Uh, that's hence where ET comes from. And it's just I, I, I only I didn't hear the name at first, and I'm like, ET can't find his way home. <laughs> this is brilliant. He's a, he's got in touch with Double Tap. Hopefully we can help him out. Um, it's beautiful. Firstly, Eric, uh, <laughs> thanks for getting in touch and thank you for listening for so long. Yeah, I know. We appreciate it. Do you know, it's, it's so many new voices that we're hearing here, uh, yeah. new names we're hearing on the show. And it's great that you're, you're taking the time to write thank in. Thank you. So yeah, we really do appreciate it. And we do read everything out, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we read everything out. Well, talking but, of yeah, which... Sorry, can I just go back to Greg's email, Greg from Phoenix there, saying about, uh, sorry, Greg from Pennsylvania. He mentioned, you know, Soundscape and how he's actually looking at the positives in this, that Mm. it may be integrated into other blind uh, mobility apps out there, which I think is is a good point. Um, So I don't think, you know, maybe Soundscape won't be totally disappearing. Maybe it'll come in another form. Also, Blind Square, I'm pretty sure, although I must admit I haven't used it in a while, Blind Square did give the ability to drop, you know, like markers as well. I remember when I was before Soundscape uh, dropping a marker at the, the field entrance where I used to live, and I used to use Blind Square for that. Um, it didn't use the 3D audio or anything like that, but still it would tell you when you were, you know, it, relative positions and things. So I think maybe, you know, that there is ways around this. Yeah, well, I mean, I can certainly do a quick demo with the Apple Watch Ultra and the Compass app. I mean, I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing, but you know, I can certainly. Uh, well done. Yeah, well, I mean, we could we could try it right and see what it does. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I will um, I will check out Blind Square again and check out the dropping markers for my new route for. Uh, well, yeah, God, I've been in this new house now for five years, but for my dog walking route, I will use Blind uh, Blind Square instead of Soundscape, and I will I will check that out. See if I can replicate the functionality at all. Yeah, take your dog poop bin and be raised to uh, on the mm. canoe using waypoints. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> But it, but it does see. show, right? It shows how technology can enable that. Now, I wonder, Eric, from your point of view, do you think you're going to be able to do this without Soundscape? Because that's the question, right? Do you think you would manage this without Soundscape? Or, you know, essentially any app, is technology enabling you to go and, and do this thing, to go and be a sailor, go and be the blind sailor? I, I'm just really intrigued by that. Because, you know, that, that sounds to me like this is, I mean, for a start, this is something that's very personal. And mm. I used to do kayaking years ago. I mean, it was ridiculously hilarious. I mean, me kayaking, I mean, it couldn't have been any more <laughs> nonsensical if I tried. I wish we'd that? recorded it. What are you it was, <clears throat> Well, I, I managed to, I hit more of the side because it was just a little narrow waterway. And I spent more time getting caught in uh, grass and verge than I did really in the open water. Than in water? Yes. <laughs> you want to actually put the, the kayak in the water? That well, usually put, helps. But that, that was the thing. There were, there were people there, I mean, obviously. Uh, that I didn't just turn up one day with a kayak and decide to start floating down a river. Um, but I did go to one of these organised events, and I, I think my wife and I were the only kind of blind people they'd ever had there. And, you know, initially it's that usual, you know, oh, should, we, should they be doing this? Yes. And, uh, oh... God, it's just, but it was it was good fun, you know. But it wasn't something I don't know if I don't know if I could do it myself, you know. Yeah, well, I couldn't fit so, in a kayak, so definitely not. Oh, you I could, if yeah. I can fit in one, you can fit in one. <laughs> don't getting out is another story. Um, right, what let's about, get. Yeah. Sorry, what about something like air tags? Is there hardware markers? If you put an air tag at, at your starting shoreline, on maybe, a buoy. On a, yes, on a buoy, maybe. Would that be a Stick thing? an air tag on a buoy? What are you uh, talking about? I'm, I'm just thinking out oh, of the box. Sean, the great nautical explorer over right, here. Right, that's it. Forget Slap it. Move on. <laughs> right, I try and help. Forget it. Sorry, E.T. Carry good on. Luck, good luck when the battery dies. Um, <laughs> right, let's go to Stan, because this is also on the subject of GPS. Stan's been in touch. Hello, this is Stan Warren Luttrell from Medford, Oregon. I thought I'd leave a hey. little bit of... Food for thought. I love stuff. For you. Yeah. Now, some of you may remember that there used to be an uh, app that was for sale called, um, uh, anyway, yeah. it was called Explorer. That was an now, app. Right, okay. Uh, it uh, used to be sold by the American Printing House. And now it's been sort of handed over to a company called Good Maps, and it is called Explorer. And 
what they are funded by are the transit agencies that provide information because it's for the use of a, a lot of times uh, blind people in particular use a lot of transportation systems. And I used to be on the board of directors of my local transportation system here in the Rogue Valley in Medford, Oregon. And a lot of times these apps can be funded by the various transportation agencies and also businesses that want to make sure they are noticed. So that is something, and who knows what's going to be happening with um, the uh, soundscape from Microsoft. And even with respect to that, and I, I was noticing recently those that are in fear of seeing AI is going someplace. Well, I want you to at least ponder this. Uh, it is coming out that seeing AI will also be on Android soon. So if it was going to be on Android, I don't think they'd be in a hurry to get rid of that application if it was going to be dismantled. So mm. enough for me. You folks have a wonderful day and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and all that good stuff. Bye for now. Thanks, Stan. Stan the man. Oh, absolutely. Um, Happy Christmas. Makes a good point, though. I mean, actually, maybe Good Maps could take it on. Yeah, Good Maps has got a lot of talk um, in the community. And sadly, it's something that I've tried a while ago, but it's not very well supported over here in the Mm. UK. Yeah. Um, But um, but last time I tried it, maybe that's changed. I I will give that a go as well. Seeing AI, I mean, you know. Seeing AI on Android, sorry, I missed something. Well, they've been saying it's going to Android for a while, but, you know, they said Soundscape is coming to Android as well, so I'm not entirely convinced. I think, though, it is a bit safer only because of the fact Why? I think, well, if if they're getting rid of projects and they're looking at one or the other, as as they may well have done, then seeing AI, I think, is safer because it's the one more people use, I think, probably, truthfully. Um, and and really? it's the one that would, I think it would be more, I mean, in saying that, there's more competition out there nowadays, so maybe it's not, I'm not saying let's get rid of it, but, you know, there is certainly more competition. <laughs> Look, we're out of time. Um, we'll continue this, but thank you for your emails. Keep them coming. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. Uh, you can also call us one eight seven seven eight zero three four five six seven. Leave us a voicemail on the listener line. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Goodbye, Sean. Goodbye. Thank Love you. Double Tap. Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI TV every Tuesday at eight PM Eastern, or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there too. I'm Margaret Shepherd of the AMI podcast Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping on Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.